Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, on Loyal to the Foil, we're going to start our inaugural episode with life, trials, tribulations, celebration, everything we can on uh, Michael Jackson. I'm going to go into a little background on me, uh, what, what my relation to Michael Jackson, his career, how he influenced me in my life. Uh, I think I'm probably similar to people my age and, and older to me. I'm in my 40s now. Um, people my age uh, were, we were enthralled by Michael Jackson. We were... Uh, I don't want to say we looked up to him, but I mean, there was no denying his talent. There was, uh, I mean, he was celebrated. He did a ton for charity. Um, he was also very, uh, very highly questionable in some of the things that he did. Some of his actions, obviously, as, uh, as most of us know. Now, I'm going to start by saying that uh, when I was a kid, when I was a very young kid, like I said, I, I really admired him. I loved his music. I loved his music. Um, when, I mean, when I was a kid, you had uh, jackets, dolls, gloves, you know, lunch boxes, you name it. There, were, there was Michael Jackson uh, memorabilia items that you could get, and um, I was, uh, I was definitely drawn in by it. I grew up loving music, all types of music. Uh, my family loved music, and. Uh, I adopted that from him. Uh, Michael Jackson, Jackson was no exception. Now, uh, start by saying that uh, I make no excuses for him. Uh, I, everything that I'm going to talk about, everything that we're going to cover, I'm most likely going to be probably two to three episodes worth of information. Uh, there's still a lot of information to be uncovered. Some of the things that I'm going to cover are facts. Some might be fiction. Uh, other way around as well. Uh, I'm not going to claim that I know the truth about everything that's happened in his life because uh, I wasn't there. So that's kind of what uh, the mindset of this podcast is going to be about is just kind of being open and objective to ideas. Uh, kind of want to be in a place in my life where I'm just open to basically anything being a possibility. So, if you were a fan, if you are a fan, uh, I mean, I was a fan. I still think his music is incredible. I still think he was one of the, the greatest performers ever. Um, that's undeniable if we can separate what he may or may not have done in his personal life uh, versus his uh, musical performance and talent, then I think that helps go a long way to being objective, just appreciating um, who he was. So... With that said, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get a little bit of the information out and see how we all feel about it. Maybe we'll learn something new. Uh, there's quite a few things I learned. There's quite a few things that I, I knew or thought I knew. Um, but uh, Michael Jackson, Michael Joe Jackson, remember that, uh, remember that name. His full name is Michael Joe Jackson, not Michael Joseph Jackson. Uh, that's going to come in later on uh, a future episode regards to his full name and um, what was put on his death certificate. Uh, a death certificate, as far as what I've looked into, has to be your exact name given at birth to be a valid death certificate. Now, when Michael died, uh, his death certificate wasn't accurate. Uh, that's uh, something that 
loyal to the foil will uh, will cover. There's a lot of speculation that um, Michael may have faked his death. Uh, there's definitely a lot of speculation about the trial that his doctor uh, that his doctor was on. Um, but as I said, we'll get into that in, into and uh, we'll try and go somewhat chronologically. Uh, keeping me on track is is uh, a difficult task, but we're gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna try. So bear with me. Um, now again, if if you're uh, a Michael fan. Uh, you know, maybe you'll enjoy this. Maybe you'll know all this information. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll let you know a few things you didn't know, hopefully. But if you're not a fan and you were just maybe caught up in the, in the circus of what happened, started happening in the late eighties, you know, nineties to the two thousands, then, um, maybe this, uh, maybe this, maybe this is something that will interest you. Hopefully it is. But, uh, so Michael Jackson was born on August 29th, 1958 in Cary, Indiana, the USA. Uh, he died on June 25th, 2009. His parents were Joe Jackson, uh, pretty famous or infamous, however it is that you choose to look at him. Uh, his mother was Catherine Jackson. Michael was the eighth out of 10 children. Uh, brothers were were all performers, uh, as we know. It's his sisters in in whatever capacity. Most were performers as well. His brothers, uh, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, they started doing music in 1964. Um, Michael and Marlon joined in 1965. Uh, the five, uh, the Jackson Five, as they go on to be known. They opened for groups and performers such as the OJs and James Brown. Um, the interesting fact, something that um, something that I believed for the longest time as well, is uh, we were told that Diana Ross discovered um, discovered Michael, but it was actually Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight then introduced him to Barry Gordy, uh, who started them uh, started them down the path to obviously superstardom. Uh, by 1969, the <clears throat> excuse me, the the five had back-to-back hit albums. Uh, they had hits like "I Want You Back," "ABC," "Got to Be There," etc. Uh, a lot of people are pretty familiar with those with those records. They were um, extremely popular. Uh, now, me being, I wasn't um, wasn't alive in the 70s. Uh, but I definitely grew up uh, a big fan of the Jackson Five, as as were were so so many people. Uh, by the late seventies to early eighties, uh, Jackson was easily the most recognizable of the group, and he went on to uh, to, to start a sto- solo career. He had the biggest selling album ever uh, with Thriller. It, go ahead and say it when when I was a kid that album I, I might have I might have burned that album out uh, I can remember being a kid driving to go see my grandparents and I don't know there was many times where that where that tape wasn't in the tape deck uh, from from front to back it wasn't just thriller I loved the whole album um, again no matter let's try and separate uh, what we think of them and his his possible actions uh, let's try and separate his talent his music from that um there like i said before there's no denying that he was an absolutely legendary performer and that album uh, in my opinion um 
was it was a masterpiece obviously uh <laughs> still one of i believe there's only one album in the u.s that's ever outsold it and, and uh, i may be wrong but i'm i i'm almost certain that it's an eagles album uh, that's now the the number one album the number one uh, most sold album in the u.s uh, but i know thriller held that distinction for an extremely long time an amazing album um and i mean who can forget thriller uh, that that's even today like that video is it, it's unheard of it was fantastic more like um more like a small movie and um uh, I'm not sure if everybody knows, but I mean, MTV basically kicked off the, uh, the, the video revolution, the music video revolution, uh, started with just a few, a few videos that were basically played on loop. Um, uh, being a Canadian boy, we, I, I, I mean, I, I can remember, I think I can remember seeing MTV on my TV as a kid, but I could definitely be wrong. Uh, MTV was was around before what we had, which, which was uh, Much Music. I'm sure everybody re- remembers Much Music. Uh, but MTV, uh, I'm, I'm almost certain, came came out before that. Um, I'd have to look it up, maybe slam that into a, another episode. But um, Thriller was uh, legendary. I mean... The Jackson 5 had music that came out um, before Thriller, and Michael's first studio album uh, wasn't Thriller, but was also a huge success, but uh, Thriller just absolutely skyrocketed him into the public eye, um, even more so than the Jackson 5. Uh, so, the the as I said, the, the biggest selling album... Um, kind of started him down a path where he, he was super recognizable, um, and everything seemed to be going great. He was incredibly generous. He was, he's, you know, seemingly very kind, very, very generous, very thoughtful. Um, I'd have to look up how many millions of dollars that he donated to, uh, to charity, but I mean, the numbers were, were amazing. Uh, I mean, remember the, the "We Are the World" song that he that he uh, co-founded with Lionel Richie. I believe it sold 30 million, and the, they didn't take a dime from it. They donated it all to uh, AIDS and HIV research, etc. He he was extremely charitable, uh, whether it be to kids or just donating money. Um, I've heard stories of of him seeing people um, seeing people get hurt or or. Uh, needing medical, uh, uh, needing medical operations that they couldn't afford, and he stepped in. Uh, there's a very famous, uh, very famous guy that went by the name Dave Dave. That if you look him up, uh, you can find uh, you can find a couple videos of him um, on the Larry King show. Uh, I believe it's just maybe a few days after uh, Michael passed. He's on Larry King's show. And that was a gentleman that uh, apparently had a, a uh, how do I put it, um, I guess a father that had some, some mental issues and he attempted to, uh, Dave Dave's father attempted to kill his family and lit their house on fire while Dave Dave was sleeping and he ended up surviving, but uh, the, the burns that he sustained were uh, they were they were extremely bad. If you look up uh, what Dave Dave looks like, he actually just passed away not not too long ago. So he survived, and he survived for very long after. But when Michael caught wind of this, um, he ran into action uh, and uh, jumped into action, and and 
he paid for uh, for the surgeries, for the medical attention that Dave Dave needed. So, I mean, just an example. There, there's there's tons of examples. Um, whether we think he had malicious intent or not, I mean, there's no denying that uh, these generous acts can't go. You know, we, we can't not remember them. Um. So, um. Michael, uh, oh, sorry, uh, March, in March 1983, live on Motown, uh, he first performed the Moonwalk, another, another big moment, uh, if you watch the videos of, of him originally doing it, I think he'd done it before that, but, uh, on that Motown show, it, it was something that you can hear the crowd's reaction, they just go bananas, um, you know, it was something that, we were all just floored by, you know, like I said, his talent, his, uh, his ability to perform pe- for people was, it, it was something else. When you saw it live, I mean, it, it's like anything, when you see these things live, I mean, it creates this, this memory, these nostalgic memories that just, they don't go away. Um, people can discredit them for, for whatever they want, but I mean, these things, uh, it's, it's not, uh, it's not something that people forget. So, Michael had a total of 10 studio albums, uh, he had 3 soundtracks, 1 live album, uh, 39 compilation albums, 10 video albums, 8 remix albums, and 2 unreleased uh, albums with music uh, that that was released after his death. Um, I think I was, uh, I think... It was a total of, after he passed, uh, his estate garnered $285 million. I could be uh, incorrect about the, the number, but I know it was over $200 million that his estate had uh, generated in um, uh, 2016, I believe. Uh, over $200 million, uh, 40% of it... Most of it was donated. No, sorry, fifteen percent donated to charity. Uh, his mom received some, and like I mean, none of the money was uh, was ever kept. I know the media always portrayed him as uh, as as being flat broke. You know, the, I mean, even before he passed away, uh, the 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 smear campaigns again, whether whether they uh, whether they're true or not, the smear campaigns uh, started going crazy in regards to. Um, his discretions um, and uh, the things that he was accused of. I know I remember reading that um, he, he once said in an interview that the second, he felt like the second that he gained the notoriety uh, and uh, uh, the label of having the biggest album of all time, um, that's that's the moment that, uh, that he began to get smeared by the media. Uh, he started. He started to be. Uh, people started hurling names at him, homosexual, uh, all kinds of different things. Um, and I mean, let's face it. That's generally a rule of thumb, seemingly in, in our world today. Is the bigger you get, the more people try and take you down. And I mean, it's sad. It, it really is. And I think that most. I think that most of that comes from jealousy other people's egos there's there's tons of us out there that you know just can't stand to see other people succeed um this is going to play into uh some of the things that that went on in his life as well there's a lot of people that uh, there that are on record trying to tear him down 
um, and basically just trying to, to take his money, his estate, uh, to smear his name. Uh, this, there's been recorded conversations of that. I mean, we know this to be true, and it's not just a Michael Jackson. There's there's tons of people out there that, you know, they're, they're looking for a quick buck. There's a lot of people that just don't want to earn anything themselves. They, they want a quick way to it. Um, sometimes there is a quick way to it. I mean, you can win the lottery, but uh, I think that it, it, it's kind of sad uh, that other people just, you know, they, they want to rely on taking... I mean, Michael earned what he got. Um, other people trying to take that away from him, I think, was uh, I think was a pretty disgusting tactic. But uh, there's there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of situations where that's happened. Uh, some of the some of the lawsuits in the '90s uh, that was definitely a big part of it. The also the uh, Leaving Neverland, I believe it's called the documentary that came out just a few years ago after uh, Michael died. That, I mean, whether the allegations true or false, I'm gonna, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna keep saying this. I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but not a you know septuple platinum record like Michael's. But he, uh, he's the the the, the people, men, children. Uh, I guess they're all grown men now. I mean, it's hard to imagine why uh, why none of these people came out while he was still alive. Um, and I mean, it's easy for us to point fingers and make speculation about what their motives are, whether they be true or false, um, and uh, extremely difficult to figure out. Uh, that's a big part of Michael's life was uh, was people making these accusations but not realizing that, I mean, so many of us just parrot what we're told by... Uh, mainstream media or like as I like to call them the mainstream mafia they're bullies um, they're told what to say they're, I mean back in the 80s and 90s I think that um, there was more honesty back then but nonetheless uh, if another if, uh, if if one station was the first to break something I mean that's that's the big thing right it's not a matter of being right it's about being first when you're in the the news business, I guess, uh, which is, I mean, it's sad. It's disgusting. You know, if you get your name smeared just so someone else can make money. I mean, I've said it before when it comes to sports, like reporters, you know, basketball, NBA reporters and everything, criticizing players. I mean, without them having the talent to play a sport or whatever it is, I mean, technically what, what job do you have? Right. So, um, I mean, I guess a little bit of humble pie goes a long way in, in a lot of instances, but, uh, Michael was not, uh, he was not immune to that. And, uh, I think that that really weighed on him. Um, obviously we saw the transformations, uh, to not only the way that he looked, but his personality, he obviously became a little bit more reclusive as he got older and, I mean, there's a lot of speculation as to why that happened. Uh, his father was notoriously hard on uh, on Michael. Uh, allegedly, he was he, he was a lot harder on Michael than than most of the other kids. And something that I found out was he, when Michael was just little, uh, Joe would pick on him and make fun of his nose. Um, and I don't, I think, I think it had something to do with with Joe saying that. He, he just didn't think Michael was black enough, which, I mean, I don't know, but 
seems like a, a crazy thing to say to your own son, but from everything that I've ever read and heard, uh, Joe wasn't exactly, um, he wasn't exactly a nice man. Now, I mean, you know, a lot of people go through things in their own lives that, that shape who they are and, and why they're cold or callous or, or why they're not loving parents, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I mean, it's not an excuse. I don't think it's an excuse. I think we should all try and learn from, uh, from the, the shit that happens to us in our life and, and try and grow from it, try and not to pass that on to our kids, but I'll set up for me to decide, um, what our own personal beliefs are. I mean, it doesn't mean that we need to push them on other people, but Joe was, uh, Joe wasn't exactly a well-liked individual. Um, I mean, he, I can still remember watching an interview when, uh, when Michael died and someone had asked him, you know, what about, what about Michael? And he basically dodged the question and started promoting another album. Now, I mean, that can be construed as, uh, you know, that he was cold and callous, or maybe he was just, he just didn't want to talk about it. So, I mean, a lot of us, I mean, myself included, I'm not, I'm not immune to that. We can pass judgment, uh, whether it's, whether it's founded or not, who knows? It's very, very difficult to understand where people are coming from. And, uh, just like the, any of you that are out there listening, when you, when you lose people, sometimes it changes you and it's definitely not always for the best. It's, it's, it's rough. It, it is really rough. I just lost somebody, uh, personally in my life just a couple of weeks ago and, um, she was a massive part of my life and actually she loved Michael Jackson. She loved Michael Jackson. She loved music. Uh, she encouraged me to love him. She used to buy me, yeah, like I'm, I'm that kid with that, that red zipper jacket that had 75 zippers on it. I, I'm that kid that had that, you know, when I was, I think I was maybe four or five years old. I can remember having a Michael Jackson doll. I think I probably had the glittery glove. I mean, if you look at me now and probably wouldn't think that but <laughs> we uh I mean we were all roped into it well not all of us I'm sorry but he was uh he was an amazing performer and a lot of people really appreciated uh, his his talent like I said before it was, it was undeniable but um so in the in the mid 80s like I said people started questioning uh, who he was, who he was starting to become, some of his actions, and this has, there's, there's a lot of these, a lot of, um, speculation and conspiracies, I mean, that's, that's what we're gonna do here, is, uh, obviously, we're gonna stay loyal to that foil, so, there's a lot of conspiracies about what Michael endured when he was a, a child, uh, what Joe put him through, for everything that I've been able to find, everything that I've, I've grown up uh, hearing, his mother Catherine um, wasn't a part of this, but I mean, we can't forget that being complacent to something doesn't, uh, that doesn't do any, anybody any favors either. But I mean, different times, and I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that his mom was a terrible person or a great person, nor his father, because I don't know them. I don't, I don't know what happened, but <clears throat> we'll speculate, we'll cover it. Uh, we'll go through the conspiracies, but the, the 80s and 90s, that's when the the mid to late uh, 80s was what seemed to start the downward, downward spiral. And from everything that I've been able to, to understand is it started with that Pepsi commercial. Uh, if we remember, uh, Michael's filming a Pepsi commercial and one of his biggest endorsers who later went on to uh, drop him 
once the allegations started to come out uh, as to what he did, which, I mean, you know, these companies all have images to uphold, so whether we fault them or not, I mean, it is what it is. They're all about making money, right? So uh, the Pepsi commercial where Michael's hair caught on fire, from what I can tell, started his, uh, started the, the changes to uh, his, definitely his physical appearance. Um, and most likely his, uh, his mental well-being. I mean, he was already probably pretty insecure if his own father was insulting the way he looked when he was a child. Uh, that's that there's no positive reinforcement in that. Um, I don't see any benefits in it, but the, uh, the conspiracies, the rumors there, there's, there's quite a few of them out there. I'm sure we hear many people talk about them, but there's speculation that, um, he was, medically castrated as a child so as to so his father wanted to keep that childlike voice uh, that that Michael had and so there's speculation conspiracy that um, he was he was castrated chemically castrated I'm not sure I don't really think there's any way that uh, that we can we can figure that one out but um, that's definitely a rumor um, I, I, I think I've, I've, I've heard maybe a few instances where Michael's voice was a little bit different than what we were all used to, but I mean, today's day and age, who knows? There's, there's so many things that are so, uh, easily faked, but, um, early eighties, um, Pepsi commercial, this, uh, the, he had, um, it's skin grafts. He had, uh, he had his hair singed. It, it was bad. Um. And, uh, I think that's when the, I mean, Michael was, uh, I mean, Michael wasn't, didn't have the darkest complexion that I've ever seen, but, um, I mean, you could definitely tell that, that, that he was a black man. I don't remember ever, anybody ever having a problem with that. I certainly didn't. Um, it really doesn't matter to me. Uh, I wish more people felt the same, but. Anyways, uh, this is where it seemed to have started uh, the cosmetic surgeries, uh, the 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 changes in his in his attitude and personality and everything probably being more guarded. Um, as I said, he was probably incredibly self conscious, as most of us are. But um, I mean, I don't remember being insulted by my parents when I was a kid. Insulted? I mean, that's that's insane. It really, really is. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I said parents. I meant Joe. I don't. I don't. I've, I've never read anything about uh, Catherine insulting him. Uh, not to say that she didn't, but I just I've just never seen it or read it. Uh, a lot of information that I have is just kind of shooting from shooting from the hip, but I, over the last week or so, I've been trying to put this episode together, I've been trying to put a few episodes together, and I had a little, a couple hiccups where uh, I couldn't record anything, but I'm back, going to try and pump some things out here, and uh, a lot of the, a lot of the research that I've been doing, it's essentially where everything started, that's where, in, um, I'm sure a lot of us are aware that he claimed to have the disease called Villalago. Uh, there's, there's a lot of jokes about it. I mean, Michael was was a bunch of a lot of uh, the brunt of a lot of uh, uh, comedy gold. So uh, Villalago was it's, it's kind of a kind of a strange one where I mean, in essence, change the pigment of uh, of your skin. But the, the the I mean, there's tons of hilarious jokes out there about you know. The man 
it's named the Lago after the gentleman that, you know, was originally discovered to have had it. So it was named after him. And as far, I mean, as far as I know, there, there weren't too many people that, that back then had been, had been diagnosed with it. So this kind of started the, the snowball into um, the conspiracies and, and questioning his, his mindset and his rationale, because I don't think a lot of people had heard of it. And, you know, uh, a lot of cases when, when, you know, you're the first to do something or the first to claim something, people question it, people laugh at you. And when you're on top, like you was, that's going to be commonplace. I would think, um, again, whether it's, whether it's unwarranted or not, uh, I'm just not sure. I'm going to keep diving into this stuff because, uh, hopefully like, you know, a lot of you guys, I, I do find it fascinating. Um, there's, there's a lot of information that's really hard to find. I don't generally use uh, generic search engines, but even on other search engines, there's a lot of stuff that's hard, hard to find. Um, I don't, I don't personally use, uh, the big G word, the alphabet companies. Um, I try to stay away from them. <clears throat> uh, I guess, well, cause I'm that conspiracy guy, but, uh, when you uncover everything, you realize where they get funded from and what information they want passed. But a lot of information is hard to come by uh, in regards to this. But uh, the first, so sorry, the um, the changes in his appearance uh, uh, with his skin pigmentation, obviously his hair being lit up on fire. So transplants, um, you know, kind of started the path towards this change. Uh, the chemical castration, uh, which is said to have happened, he's, <laughs> there's some, there's some pretty wild things out there. And I don't know. I don't know if he did, if his voice was like that, um, on purpose or not. But the one thing to, uh, that I, that I can't, I can't remember where I heard it might've been Rogan, but, um, someone, someone once put it very, very, uh, made a very interesting point when, when that was speculated about the, ca the, the castration, the one thing that was speculated was that, I mean, yes, his voice stayed, you know, almost childlike in essence. But, um, the other thing to think of is, is think about Michael, the shape of Michael. Um, I mean, not all of us men are, are, you know, loaded with muscle or certain body types, et cetera. But I mean, Michael, if you look at him, I mean, it doesn't look to be generally any muscle there at all. Now, as far as I know, uh, chemical castration would essentially rob you of any testosterone, uh, testosterone, sorry. And thus would help or sorry, uh, hinder any sort of muscle building. Now critique me, uh, tell me I'm wrong by all means. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have a problem with, with being incorrect. It's just a matter of getting it out there so we can all talk about it, but it's something to think about where, I mean, if that is true, then it would kind of explain, I, I mean, I think it would kind of explain uh, his body shape, his body type. But with that being said, uh, that seems, like I said, to start the snowball where uh, it, he starts to change. He starts to become more reclusive. People start questioning him more. People start, uh, people start, you know, kind of being curious about, you know, he, he's aging, but his voice doesn't seem to be aging. Um, he seems immature. But at the same time, he's got, he's got so many fans. I mean, he's, he's decorated by President Ronald Reagan. Uh, Princess Di loves him. Um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor. 
like there's all these you know giants in their fields that all absolutely love and adore him and and don't seem to be questioning him they appreciate his uh his charitable contributions you know his uh seemingly his big heart uh towards the world towards um you know like i stated earlier uh um, aids research etc so um those things can't be uh those things can't be doubted or or discredited there's there's just no way um but these things start to come in question um and then after a while you know you start to grow a little bit older and people start to question your sexuality and everything you know well how come he doesn't have a a girlfriend or a wife we haven't heard anything about that um but i think uh a couple years go by and uh, i mentioned thriller and then after that uh, we remember the bad album which you know another massive hit uh but you can see uh, between the two albums, uh, between the, the his appearance, uh, his appearances in videos and, and um, you know, and doing award shows and, uh, and charitable events and everything, you can see the change. Uh, you can see the change in in the way he looks, and people start to definitely question that. I mean, one thing is uh, one thing mankind is is, is definitely um, full of criticisms. It's amazing how easily we are. Uh, how easily we criticize others, but how incredibly difficult it is to criticize yourself. I've been saying this for years. You know, self-criticism is one of the, probably one of the toughest things uh, for anybody to do. Um, I know it was for me. Uh, anybody that knows me, um, anybody that's known me since I was uh, since I was a kid or teenager, etc. Um, I'm. I mean, I'd like to say that I'm a completely different person. I'm not completely self-realized, but. Uh, definitely, um, definitely grown and still growing. Hope to uh, never stop growing. Uh, something that I, I definitely believe in is uh, once you start, once you stop growing, you start dying. And uh, I don't mean in size. I just mean with the way you, uh, with the way you act, perceive, treat people. But so uh, people can see, people can see the changes. They start questioning the changes. And of course, we know all about, uh, you know, things like National Enquirer and, and things like that, where uh, I think they started to famously run, you know, you'd see, um, uh, what's a good example, Ronald Reagan gives birth to three alien children, you know, and then right beside it, it would have a picture saying, wacko jacko. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, they want to make money, right? That's, that's what they're there to do. The funny thing is, is nowadays, those those magazines are, uh, are are basically the main, the mainstream mafia nowadays, right? So, uh, so the allegations, um, I believe the first allegations that were made public, I believe there were some in the eighties. I'm still trying to dig some of that up, um, but uh, the first uh, the first big one that that everybody kind of latched onto and and just started turning on Michael was in. Uh, 1993, a man named Evan Chandler rented a car uh, to Michael, and at that time he had a 13-year-old son. Uh, his name was Jordan Chandler, and uh, they had met and they had uh, they had become friends. Uh, Evan Chandler eventually—I mean, he eventually started letting him come over. Um, and it said that Michael, but 
Michael would come over and uh, it wasn't, you know, like an adult coming over to, 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 you know, spend time with other adults. Michael would come over and, you know, allegedly go like play kid stuff, you know, uh, whether it's toys or games or, or, you know, just, just act like a kid uh, uh, with Jordan. And for the longest time, um, his father never said anything, never made a big deal of it. Uh, his father had uh, partial custody of Jordan. Um, custody was was with his mother, the majority of the custody. And I can't find anything on, on um, Jordan's mother claiming anything, any wrongdoings, um, or questioning Michael at all. But Evan, strangely enough, um, he didn't have any issues with this. Uh, for a while, and then like uh, he would have um, he would have Jordan come to his house. You know, they would go out together, uh, do all kinds of things. You know, kid stuff, have fun. He would have him over to uh, to Neverland, um, and like I said, he would go over to their house as well. And, and you know, there there wasn't any sort of issue. And from what I could see, the issue started when. Um, when Jordan's father kind of started feeling like he wasn't included in some of the things. And I mean, um, as, as a father myself, I mean, I, yeah, I could see where that, that would be frustrating. You know, like your, your son wants to go and, and hang out with this other guy more than you. And I mean, look at all the, I mean, you go over to Michael's place. He's got elephants. He's got giraffes. He's, he's got roller coasters. He's got all the food you want, you know, like that had to have been a bit of a trip, right? Uh, not only are you hanging out with the, the biggest, you know, uh, music icon in the world at the time, um, but he's, you know, he's got everything at his disposal. You do whatever you want. You go wherever you want. Um, one of the things I heard was that he took him to, uh, he took Jordan to an award show, and Evan, his father, was was pissed that, that he didn't get an invite. So I think jealousy started to play into this, and again, like I said, I can I can understand to an extent. But, um, some strange things started to come up. Um, he was, uh, his father was actually eventually recorded saying to his friend that he was going to end up humiliating, uh, quote, humiliate Michael and, uh, he was going to win big. So he basically came to a point where, um, he demanded Michael Jackson buy on the house. And there was no reasoning behind it. He basically just said, you have a lot of money. Um, I want a new house. And Michael said, no. So, I mean, extortion is extortion. There, there, I don't, I don't really think there was any justified, uh, justified reason for it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that Evan Chandler was a dentist as well. So, um, it's not like he was short on money as far as I know, but that's uh, probably not up for me to uh, to decide, but he uh, he went ahead and decided to file a lawsuit against Michael um, in California in September '93, and he decided to uh, he de- he decided to sue him for. Uh, what was it? Twenty. It ended up being twenty-three million dollars. So when it all when it was all said and done, um, they settled, 
but but the, the, from everything I've I've been able to uncover, there wasn't any sort of uh, there wasn't any sort of proof that, that Michael did anything wrong. Um, Evan never stated that he did anything wrong either, uh, which which is kind of strange. But I mean, being a kid, I, I don't know. I've never been through that, luckily, so uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, if this is if this is true or not, but there's no DNA evidence. Uh, there, uh, Jordan didn't present any evidence. Uh, but by uh, January '94, they determined that there there was there, there was no evidence. Uh, in September, the case was was closed. Uh, the family decided, uh, or sorry, the family declined to cooperate, uh, which kind of canceled the proceedings. They, uh, they. When I say family, I, I mean his father. He, he was, he was basically looking for a payout. So this harkens back to when I said, you know, there's a lot of allegations, um, but sometimes the allegations kind of seem to ride hand in hand with uh, extortion. Which is pretty sad. So, um, you know, this kind of, uh, this kind of started to push everything a little bit further. Um, Michael's. His, his view of himself, you know, wasn't, I mean, I guess wasn't, wasn't the greatest of uh, what, what Joe had put him through as a kid. Uh, you know, just like so many men, we're self-confident too, right? It's not just women. Uh, Michael wasn't immune to that either, you know, rich, famous, whatever, maybe they're, they're not immune to it either. Uh, maybe even more so than us, you know, regular Joes. But, um, most of his endorsements, I'm sorry, most of his endorsement deals were dropped um, in, a, in and around 94, uh, because of his tainted image, uh, companies didn't want to be associated with Michael. Um, and, you know, this starts, this starts playing into, um, you know, depleting his psyche. He's, uh, I mean, whether it was strong to begin with or not, I don't know. I mean, money doesn't solve everything, right? So, uh, by the uh, Michael was on tour um, that year, and it was decided that in the, the the last leg of the tour that he was he was too sick to continue. Um, that uh, the weight of everything that was going on around him, um, I think, uh, was kind of the deciding factor in saying that he was sick. Uh, that he, he he just didn't. He, I mean, you know, you're on you're on tour. You're the, you're the biggest musical act in the world, and I mean, we we've all videos and examples of how uh, absolutely bombarded he was by the media. I mean, these people are getting paid to take his picture, so it's not like they're going to leave him alone, and then you feed you feed that fire with uh, with these allegations, conspiracies, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, there's there's all the more reason to nab the pictures and try and get the interviews, uh, and that's exactly what people did. I mean, we all have to make money, right? So, well, as most of us do. Um, Sadly, uh, uh, Jordan uh, Chandler actually committed suicide uh, five months after Michael passed in 2009. Uh, he was apparently suffering uh, of several years of depression, and he was also estranged from the family. So <laughs> when... Uh, when Jordan's father was, uh, rest in peace to Jordan as well, um, by the way, um, 
I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to, to uh, smear his name in any way either. Uh, it's not what, I, it's not what I'm about. Um, strangely enough, though, I, I've read before that um, when when people had asked his father about, you know, well, how how do you think this is gonna make uh, make your son feel? He just straight up said, I don't care. So, um, you know, when people say, oh, well, Michael did this or Michael did that, I mean, you kind of just you just taking uh, kind of just scraping that top layer, right? I mean, so much of what we ingest uh, isn't, you know, isn't the full story. I mean, how often do we ever get the full story anymore? We're told what we, uh, what we're allowed to hear. We don't, we kind of got to do a lot of digging. And I mean, back then, uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, pre-internet bang, you know, the, the boom of, of the internet and trying to get information. Um, just turning on a, you know, just connecting to the internet back in the day. I mean, there's, there's a ton of people that, that will never have to experience what people, people my age and our age had to experience where, uh, you had to, um, you had to basically log onto the internet and, uh, you know, you could, uh, go write an essay while you were waiting for it to log on. And then everything had to kind of, uh, took a long time to download, but I mean, getting information, you know, all these, uh, these tabloid things, they, uh, um, they weren't as, uh, they weren't as readily available as they are now, but there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of rumor that, well, rumor, there was a lot of talk that, uh, Jordan's father just, you know, he, he was, he wasn't exactly concerned about what happened, uh, to his son, sadly, extremely sad. I mean, what, what, what more do you want, you know, than to have a, uh, a healthy child? I mean, he's friends with uh, the biggest pop icon in the world. You know, he's getting flown all over the world and getting to, you know, do all kinds of crazy fun things. Yeah, okay. You know, I understand the, you, you can be jealous. I mean, I can say I understand. I've never been through it. So, uh, tough to say. But <clears throat> this seemingly, um, it, it, there, there, was, there was a motive behind what his father was doing. So... Uh, it was decided at the time of the trial that uh, Mike was too sick to attend the court, although he did offer to take the stand. Uh, there's a lots of different, um, lots of different takes of, from the lawyers and everything like that, and uh, we're going to get into that uh, next episode as well. Uh, just wanted to uh, cover a few things here, maybe kind of get the ball rolling and, and see how people feel about this. Get some information out there, but. Uh, the, the family ended up settling on uh, January 25th, 1994. They settled for $15.3 million. Uh, <clears throat> it was, uh, it was actually to be put in a trust fund for Jordan. Uh, $1.5 million each to his parents. So, I mean, this is all about, uh, this is all about the, the safety and well-being of a child, but yet, you know, uh, almost, you know, one and a half million dollars to each of his, each of his parents. Now, of course, lawyer fees aren't cheap. Okay. But I mean, this definitely had underlying tones of, of, you know, extortion of of just being about the money. Um, $5 million went to their lawyer and, uh, it ended up being $23 million total that, that Michael had to pay out. And, um, Strangely enough, somehow he actually asked his insurance company to uh, to help foot the bill, if not all of the bill, most of the bill. And um, his insurance company made a statement saying that uh, you 
know, sexual indiscretions and things like that aren't, uh, they're not something that they cover. So, uh, Michael was on the hook for that, but <clears throat> that was laid to rest in, uh, in 94, as I said, uh, we're going to, we're going to go into the 2003 trial as well. And then, uh, the biggest, uh, conspiracy that I would say one that uh, I, I'm most excited to get into, dive deep into uh, here on Loyal to the Foil is mm-hmm. going to be the trial of uh, Mr. Jackson's lawyer. Um, just a brief oh, brief overview. If uh, if anybody remembers uh, the, the trial that, that ended up... Well, actually, sorry, before the trial. If you go back and look at the videos, um, the day that Michael died, I can still remember that. Um, I still remember where I was. I was living and everything and I mean for all the jokes the years and years and years of jokes uh it was still a sad day I mean you know I had grown men around me that were that were crying that were crying like babies crying promising to never make any more Michael Jackson jokes you know we used to listen to Cat Williams riff on them all the time and I mean it was funny You'll be able to laugh at yourself, you know, laugh at the people that, uh, that you look up to or, or, you know, you admire. So what, you know, laughter's like medicine, I think. Um, but, uh, he was definitely ripped apart quite a bit and, uh, uh whether it was warranted or not, uh, I can't, I can't really say, but the, uh, the trial is the trial of his doctor was, was fascinating. Even the day that he died, if you look at the videos, um, where, uh, Michael is after the 911 call, uh, when the ambulance arrived and they put Michael in the, in the ambulance. I mean, you'd think it's an ambulance. He's, he's having cardiac arrest, um, rush him to the hospital, you know, get him, uh, get him airlifted, drive him there as fast as you can, whatever you need to do. If you watch the video, you can see the ambulance pull up and then go in reverse and pull up and go in reverse. Like they were seemingly in no rush at all to get him. Um, medical assistance, which is, uh, it's a little perplexing. You'd think that, um, you'd think that those, those guys would be, uh, you know, they would want to be responsible, uh, for helping, you know, the, the legend that was Michael Jackson, right? Uh, a lot of other things that the, the trial, um, was done privately, which is strange in itself, uh, there was said to have been um, stuffed animals like teddy bears in the courtroom, which, um, I mean, I haven't personally seen a, a ton of, uh, you know, trial footage, et cetera, of myself, but that's definitely something that I haven't seen. Um, the other the other fascinating thing to me was um, there's a crest in, I do believe it was Santa Monica um, that uh, the trial was held in. But uh, I do believe that the the trial, um, the crest that they hold the, above the, uh, I guess is behind the judge there. The crest is basically um, like a circle emblem, and the, on the outer edge of the circle, there's supposed to be 50 stars to display um, each state in in the USA. Now, uh, again, conspiracy or or you know whatever it is that there wasn't 50 stars on that crest, uh, teddy bears in the courtroom, it being, a, a, a private trial. It's said that it's been said that, that Michael staged, uh, the entire trial to, 
to basically stage his his, his own uh, death to, to, to escape. Uh, and if we remember Thriller, uh, he was obviously had no problem getting in in, in costume and disguise and makeup. Uh, it's said that he's got he has or had four different disguises. Uh, the one that I've seen a few times, which is pretty notorious, is uh, the old white man, where he dresses up like that, and he, he gets all the prosthetics, the makeup done, so that he can go out. Um, there's, uh, there's it's, it's happened a few times where, you know, they, they caught him trying to sneak out of his own house on a motorcycle, and they knew it was him because they yelled his name, and the person that was on the motorcycle with him looked, uh, you know, a lot of dead giveaways, you know, someone yells Michael, you're just kind of programmed to look because, you know, they're talking about him, so... Uh, there's also, if you, if you look up, um, if you look up what kind of, uh, jail time or punishment the doctor got, it's, it's pretty much non-existent. There's been people that have tried to reach out to him that, you know, haven't, haven't really got anywhere. There's, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of strange things, uh, that, that, that went on in that, during that trial, in that trial, uh, like I said, it was said to have just been staged and then they, he sent, like a lot of the footage sent out to, uh, to the media circles to, uh, to circulate it, to kind of, you know, bolster the fact that he was dead and gone and, you know, that this guy got his punishment and okay, just, you know, leave him alone. And that was it. Actually, what I mentioned earlier about, uh, the, the gentleman named Dave, Dave, if you go on to, um, if you go into YouTube, you can very easily find if you look up uh, Larry King Dave Dave interview there's a ton of speculation that Dave Dave himself um, in that interview was actually Michael Jackson their voices are very similar and what he says is extremely eerie take a minute just watching the, the the beginning of it it's actually very short the other interesting thing is um marlon's brand Mar, sorry marlon brando's son was larry king's guest pretty much every night after michael died um because he uh he was one of michael's best friends um and uh so larry had him on you know kind of talk about his life and and you know who he was and remember him if you watch the interview if you look at it uh if you look at brando's face when he introduces dave dave you can kind of see like a, a funny smirk to it almost like you know i mean there's there was uh, allegedly very few people that knew uh about michael's different disguises and uh, brando would have been one of them um very close to uh very close to brando's son he, he loved marlon brando so he, he really appreciated his work as do I um, I didn't take shit from anybody <laughs> uh, Don Vito Corleone's uh, legendary but uh, check, the, check that clip out on YouTube uh, see what you think of uh, Dave Dave uh, as I said before he was uh, his father tried to kill him with a fire and uh, escaped and lived now if you look at Dave Dave there's other clips of him as well and uh, if you look at uh -oh. oh, yeah, sorry. A little interruption there, my apologies. So, if you look at the videos of Dave Dave and, and uh, from years later versus that interview, you can see it's, it's, it's a different person. 
So we're going to get into that as well. Um, and uh, like I said, the trial from, from uh, 2003 as well. So this is just kind of a little introductory episode on uh, life and times of Michael, the conspiracy surrounding him. Hopefully you enjoyed some of the information. And uh, we'll see you again in a few, in a few days here on Loyal to the Foil. Thanks, everybody.